the best bits of the week. The Wake Up With Webster podcast. Potty, potty, pot, pot, potty, potty, podcast time. I don't even know what that song is, Claire. No. Is that why you're silent? I can't, yeah, I can't I see you on the video hookup. Yeah, so hard to actually work out what you were trying to sing there, but hey An go. original. Okay. And a, yeah, and a, a Copyright. Tire, and the tire and original tune. Thank you for that. Yes, you need to say that out loud. Trademark. <laughs> uh, no one's going to nick that anyway. Uh, listen, it's that time again. Where thank you for, well, even taking the time to press the, well, I might as well check out, wake up a Webster podcast button. Thanks. Uh, it does mean a lot. Uh, we like to put together some of the highlights that we have. And we do have some, not just in our hair. All right, um, throughout the week on the show. And uh, the, normally the best bits are you, not us. Stories from you. Yeah, so we've collected up here a highlights package for you. Um, that sounds very posh and technical there. I mean, we've brought to you right now the best calls of the week. Wake up with Webster Podcast. We need to talk to a man who has achieved an incredible feat with his feet. Good morning, Keir Malik, you superhero. Hi there. Hi <laughs> How's your feet? Uh, they're actually okay now. They're okay. Um, they've uh, all hardened up. They're not very nice to look at, but uh, they're <laughs> That's feet in general. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good reason why we didn't do a Zoom call, just to Ooh. check your feet out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do that to anyone at this time. <laughs> Now, we last spoke to you, what well, feels like ages ago, but it's probably four or five weeks ago, not long after you'd started this incredible challenge. Can yeah. you explain again what you wanted to undertake since lockdown? Okay, so um, obviously with lockdown, a lot of the things we could do was kind of taken away. So through a bit of boredom, I just started going walking just to keep myself entertained. And uh, I thought, oh, God set myself a, a wee challenge um, again just to a wee challenge forward. yeah yeah well maybe not quite <laughs> um, and I thought I'd raise try and raise money for NHS Tayside so the challenge was to do one million steps throughout the month of May and I, I got that done but it was not easy whatsoever so yeah I'm just glad it's glad it's done so, let's break that down a bit yeah. here because uh, that is uh, let's say 573 miles, which is the equivalent of 22 marathons, or walking from Dundee to just short of Lille in France in a month. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how long, how far through the month did the pain start to kick in a little bit? So it's probably about just over a weekend. Oh wow! Um, so I went out hard the first week and got a lot of steps under under the belt, but. I paid the price for that, so um, that's when the blisters really came. And for the next couple of weeks, it was a real struggle just trying to walk without limping. But yeah, once once these uh, blisters healed up, it was it was so much easier. And obviously, near the end of the challenge, it was uh, like a second, third, or fourth wind <laughs> that I'd got. Yeah, just sort of flew flew through the, the last week so it felt great and it wasn't long before the, the local community and friends and family uh, they all started noticing what you were doing and supporting you right yeah yeah the, the support was unbelievable I, t I did set an initial target of £300 to raise just thinking my close family and friends would donate but it really took off and uh, looking this morning um, we've raised over £6,000 wow oh. amazing Oh. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just totally overwhelmed and thankful and grateful to everyone. And got your yeah. feet up now, <laughs> and you're never going to yeah. do it again. Yeah, my feet are up. I was, I was uh, looking at my steps yesterday, and I did 3,000 steps yesterday, so I really celebrated well, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After doing, what, how many per day what up till then? 30,000 a day? I think it was about 34,000 a day. Wow. <sighs> Amazing. Well, incredible work, mate. Uh, big thanks to you and your feet for getting through <laughs> such an incredible feat. Uh, what a thing to do. Kira Malik, local hero, raising over six grand for NHS Tayside. Well done, my man. Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. Hiya, love. Which is just the thing we're going to say right now to our next guest. Someone who's doing something a little bit unusual around the area. Who's uh, helping people out now that there's so many others finding little walks. Uh, around our beautiful part of the country. We've got Emma on with us. Now, Emma stays near Glenfarg on a farm and she's been doing something a little bit unusual. So we decided to give uh, her a little Zoom call yesterday. Um, so there's going to be visuals for this going up later. And, well, you'll find out the reason that I say that just very shortly. We absolutely love every kind of way that people have been creative to come up with ways of just keeping people entertained during lockdown. How did you come up with the idea and what is it? Oh, I've worked for journalism so I'm quite keen interest in educating the general public on farming and just decided whilst I'm off because I'm furloughed to spend my time usefully and just put notes on gates and what's behind the gates because we were getting stopped by a lot of walkers and wanting to know what was going on on the farm so just putting together little notes what was in the fields whether it was lambs cows and calves or arable work we were doing and then with sort of a picture and a fun fact at the bottom in Radio Emma we love a good stat we live for facts I mean uh, we must use them several times daily, uh, yet we can never recall them. So having them there as part of a trail is amazing. So can, can you give us some examples of uh, what kind of facts we, you've stuck out there? Uh, well, this is the first one we did. So it's about farm diversification. We've got to diversify to keep the farm running. So it basically explains what we're doing with the horses. We've got a horse business that runs up at us. Um, and the question at the bottom says, what percentage of UK farms have a form of diversification on them? With the answer being 62% farms. If you were to put, for example, there was a, a sheet up on that wall behind you, what would yep. you be explaining what's in the fields with you just now? Oh, I wouldn't probably do this one because it's my pet sheep. <laughs> <laughs> How many not, pet sheep have you got? I've got eight pet sheep at the moment, um, but we've also got 42 bottles reared lambs this year <gasps> wow <Whoa. laughs> we've got a loop a three mile loop around the farm on roads um, so it's just those that sort of loop that we're sticking through but these are tucked away in the back corner <laughs> Emma is that, is that enough to call them a flock how, how many sheep do you need before you, it's a flock pass I don't know um, yeah must be a flock my own little flock <laughs> Emma how, how far spread apart are your facts and stats uh, for people to see is it like every mile or so or just every significant passing like a crossway or something it's just on every sort of gate that touches the road so if there's something new going on in the field so recently we had turnips being sown um, so I'll take a picture of them being sown and then I'll pop a fact on the gate um, so it's anything that touches around the loop so there's a three mile sort of square. Any gate that sort of is next to that road, get a fact on it as something new happens in the field. And where is this? Like where where can people see this if, you know, to, to send them on the right track? Um, we're up the back of Glenfarg, so it's sort of Arngask direction. Um, but yeah, it's been really popular with walkers um, and cyclists. That's the sheep coming in now. <laughs> hey guys, 
<laughs> so yeah, it's been quite a popular track for a lot of people. Valberg Castle's quite close by, so you can walk up to that from, from the loop. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of back of Glen Park. It's not really a proper walk, it's just a road that's sort of four miles in a circle. So, so we've talked about um, sowing turnips. What other kind of factoids can people pick up? We did our rainbow sheep. So at the start of lambing, we painted eight sheep with rainbows on their sides and popped them in one of the fields. So our houses aren't next to the road, so we can put win- uh, rainbows in our windows. So It's great that someone's out there educating and, and adding to everyone's nature walks and the beautiful weather as well, Emma. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Nicole, and explaining a little bit more about what's happening around the beautiful area of Glen Park. Thanks for also being the gold that Claire and I needed. Every other Zoom call has been crashed by a pet or a, a <laughs> child. So at last we got something a little bit unusual. You don't often get sheep crashing calls. <laughs> and if you want to check out the uh, the video of us hooking up with Emma and her flock, keep your eyes uh, on our socials. We'll pop it up there later on. And you can follow Emma on Instagram. Just search Emma Cheap. Uh, she puts up daily stories about what's happening across the farm, which is pretty incredible as well. We like this a lot. Wake up with Webster podcast. Uh, we've now got another capeless hero, someone else who has gone above and beyond during lockdown. Another amazing human achievement to cover. Uh, Mr. Rob Wilson from Dundee joins us now. Rob's already been out for a 21k workout. What? Yeah. Uh, going around Brotty Ferry. How was it? It's absolutely lovely. See that time in the morning, there's just, there's just something special about it at that time in the morning. There really is. It's quiet. It's calm. Do you get the birds? Everything, you name it, absolutely everything. And further along towards Money Feast, I've really got to watch out for the for the rabbits because they're, they're out and about as well. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so, so what is it that you're doing, Rob, and why are you doing it? To be honest, in, in the month of May, because of the, the lockdown and stuff, I, I gave myself a, a challenge to keep fit. Um, I, I'm an amputee. I play amputee football. But, you know, obviously, because we can't train and things like that at the moment, as we normally would. I had to think of something to, to keep myself fit. So I thought, right, in the month of May, I'll commit to walking, running, or cycling 100k. Whoa! Easy, right, Rob? Anyone can do that. Absolutely, what, yeah. What a challenge. I completed it. Now, I, I must admit, I'm not somebody that considers myself to have a mental health issue. The closest I probably came to maybe experiencing something along those lines was I had another amputation in my mid-twenties, and I'm quite an active person, and being totally out of the game, not being able to walk, things like that. Yeah, for it must be tough. A few months, it was tough. It was tough. But I do know people, family, friends, who do suffer from certain mental, mental health conditions because of things that have happened in their life. So what I've done is the words mental health. I've looked at a country somewhere in the world that begins with M-E-N-T. So like Morocco, Egypt, that kind of thing. That sort of thing. Oh, right, okay. Mental health. And I've picked a country, chosen either the length or the breadth, whichever's longest. And for Sam H, Scottish Association for Mental Health, I'm going to start that and hopefully raise as much money as I can for for Sam H, which will help everybody across Scotland, especially in the current pandemic, who didn't already possibly suffer 
you know, with something, but maybe do, you know, just to try and help as many people as possible throughout this time and afterwards as society tries what to... What a thing to do, Rob. And, a, and an, an amazing physical challenge for you as well to undertake. What a commitment. Absolutely. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it and I wouldn't do it if I wasn't committed. You speak so eloquently and, you know, you, you seem to know a lot about mental health and the charity as well. How, uh, how are you coping so far, fitness-wise? Yeah, pretty decent. Uh, every morning's been a, a pretty consistent between 20-25k. My days are off from work. I'm still at work, uh, obviously knocking out, hopefully, you know, pretty double that. So I, I'm under no illusions that it's going to be tough. I'm under no illusions it's going to take a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's it's something like 15,500 kilometres in total. Wow. Um, if I was you, though, I would search for, and this is just me, not you, Rob. You're obviously a committed uh, athlete to this, but I would look for countries that are maybe a little bit smaller. Claire <laughs> mentioned E for Egypt. What about E for England? Might be a little bit smaller to cover. To be honest, I've got the uh, I've, I've got the countries mapped out already, uh, so I, I already know my distances. Countries Madagascar, Ecuador, New Zealand, Argentina, uh, Egypt Argentina. is in there. Uh, Turkey, Haiti. Well, good stuff, Rob. Uh, amazing work. Thanks, sir. Thanks for coming on and talking to us about it. If people want to try and give money to Sam, where do they go? So I have a, a just given page set up, which is accessed via my Instagram, which is Scottish underscore amputee footballer. And obviously, the, I, I track my, my distances and my progress every day with some pretty pictures of where I'm going, of course. Nice one, Rob. Uh, Rob Wilson from Dundee doing uh, something amazing for mental health charities. Send us a postcard when you get to Egypt, please, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, guys, thank you very much. Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week. Lucky for us right now, we've got another hero on. Another amazing human achievement that we need to highlight during the lockdown. Um, we have Graham on and daughter Lauren now. Well, Graham, starting with you then, my man, can you tell me what the, uh, what the idea was that you came up with to, uh, to engage Lauren? Um, well, it started off as a, a lockdown project. Lauren was doing homeschooling. And uh, I took on the role of doing something creative with her during the lockdown process. And obviously we began painting and she very quickly decided that she wanted to paint on canvas. She was doing a whole range of uh, paintings. Just for fun, we posted them on Facebook to let some friends and family see what she was up to. And to surprise, people were wanting to buy them. What? Wow! So so we sold three and... um, we suggested that people, rather than take the money, why don't they make a donation to a charity? And that seemed to work. And that kind of um, gave us the idea that maybe we could raise some funds through Orange Artwork. Um, and we were very aware of Dundee Bairns and um, the work that they do in the area for supplying food to children. So mm-hmm. we hit on the idea of taking some of the paintings and turning them into T-shirts and selling them to raise money for Dundee Bairns. That's such a um, great idea because although a lot of people come up with different ways, it's, it's to put two things together. I mean, I've not really heard of someone doing that before, so it's, it's quite a unique way to do it. I think it was just a, 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 a natural progression. Because um, I mean, we didn't want to sell the paintings because that would be them gone. So it was a way of you know, hanging on to the paintings but getting the image out that people like, plus raising money. She's producing um, our own range now. We have uh, six designs that we're offering and we'll continue to offer these six. But we may interchange that. But maybe there's more designs coming in production. Now, how old is Lauren? Lauren's seven. 
And Seven. has she, I mean, <laughs> step aside Stella McCartney and all of the big fashion designers. We've got our own uh, local hero bringing us a full fashion range here. This is amazing. Has she always had an interest in art? Um, yes, from a very early age. I think uh, she began drawing and painting as soon as she could. She's probably about one and a half when she started. And um, she's always been very busy with her hands. And I think she's never happier than when she's doing something creative. And mm. um, this seemed to be the leap she wanted to make at she wanted to get on to working in canvas with uh, proper paint so we allowed her to do that through lockdown and she's just she hasn't really stopped well can we talk to the artist in your house then please graham well she, she's here now hey lauren are you there yeah hi hey, morning hi listen welcome to the show uh, thanks for talking to us lauren we love your t-shirt designs how did you come up with the ideas for them Making flowers. Making flowers. Oh, flowers are so pretty. So did you just decide to start painting flowers inst- uh, as well? Yes. And what's your favourite design that you've you've done for the T-shirts? The daffodils. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much. One word answers. Oh, Lauren, you're a star. Uh, we love the designs. Keep it up. Uh, if, if people want to, to have a look and, and try and buy them... The first um, batch has been ordered. I've sold, um, I think, just uh, nearly 70 were sold now. Uh, what? That's raising, I think, £665 pounds, uh, for Dundee Bairns already. It's Lauren Chester's artist and designer, and you can get in touch and order the. I'm on the page right now. I tell you what, um, she puts Picasso to shame looking at. That, that cover photo of her surrounded by the the paintings of her flowers, yeah. she's going to be a superstar. Yeah, well, we hope so. She's certainly uh, got potential. Amazing stuff. Well, please keep it up. Thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Lauren, we think uh, your designs are amazing. If uh, you go to Lauren Chester's Artist and Designer on Facebook, get an order in, and uh, let's keep the funds rolling in for Dundee Bairns as well. Wake up with Webster... Podcast. We caught up with the main man from the Dundee Stars on a Zoom call yesterday, and you can check it out on our socials later. It's Omar, head coach of the Dundee Stars. Good morning, and welcome to the show, Omar. Hey guys, how's it going? Not bad. How's lockdown been for you? Uh, it's been uh, it's been interesting to say the least. I've uh, been learning a lot of new skills, I guess, more around the house. But uh, yeah, it, we've been just trying to busy with recruiting and and. Uh, and our business side still at this point but it's been obviously like everybody in the world a strange strange times and uh struggling with a few essentials i guess that i you you kind of uh, almost forget especially haircuts uh during this time but uh I got the offer from my girlfriend to have it cut and I, I respectfully declined because I don't trust her. So, uh, <laughs> What about the players? Are you keeping in, uh, in touch with the players and finding out what they're doing during lockdown and make sure they don't drink and eat too much? Well, obviously, in our in our industry, like players have been, uh, you know, they're all on one-year contracts. So this virus has obviously, you know, hurt the business world altogether. So we're kind of looking at different various options for next year. So some players will not return. Some players will come back. So it depends on the players itself. But the players we're talking to, obviously, from last year and, and for, for this season, we're trying to see if they're if they're a bit more active now, if they're really actually doing a bit of work back home. But uh, it's just here in the UK, obviously, no rink has been open. So guys have to be self, uh, I guess, self-disciplined because obviously no gyms as well. So um, it depends in various uh, places in the world. Uh, for myself, I did, uh, I did 
go into that phase where I, I was eating maybe a bit too much and uh, enjoying myself too much on the on the eating and drinking side of not necessarily drinking alcohol but pop and, and whatever but now I've been really trying to buckle down these last uh, few days because uh, it was getting to a point where it's a bit too much <laughs> one thing I'm interested to find out Omar is how do ice hockey players practice and train when there's no rinks to go and practice and train in uh, they can't use pucks right are they, are they just doing roller hockey so now some guys are interesting so I've, I've got a few videos that you know through social media some are like stick handling with their dogs outside some are just uh, are doing it with feet some are doing it with rollerblades uh interesting ones it's like you know just stick handling on grass so it, i think all the guys are trying to be creative uh there was a, a thing in the in the u.s and canada where they would just have you know you know when there was the big boom of toilet paper where everybody was just buying toilet paper so there was a big thing with uh, I think you guys did it with a uh, football like football players passing a toilet paper around or a roll of paper. Well, they did it with sticks and and whatnot. So uh, guys are trying to be creative, but they're all running, they're all watching their habits of, of uh, eating and drinking and whatnot. But it's certainly different when you can't actually skate. So hopefully uh, in July, August, and even September, guys will be able to get back to skating. But and now everybody's making that argument in hockey now that oh there is so distancing on the ice so there's another taboo subject hey omar it's really nice to catch up with you mate when do you envisage the dundee stars getting back into action well uh for us obviously october would be the 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 main um you know the main goal but again it's going to be down basically to the government to the rules set by everybody in place uh luckily for us as a league we kind of want to see if we we hopefully start in october if not november not december so there is contingency plans but again it's just a wait and see game i mean as, as much as everybody loves sports and live sports we understand that you know maybe we will be one of the last industries to get back but we're hopeful fingers crossed but we're, we're every week it seems a bit more positive so. well thanks so much he's the original player he's the op he's omar pasha <laughs> I wish that was the truth, uh, Lobster. Take care. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, there you go. That's it. Thank you. Uh, that was amazing, wasn't it? I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I it was good to listen back and have a another reminisce. Look, reminisce, and I look <laughs> back at all the special people that join us on the show every week. Uh, listen, you know we're on the radio as well. Uh, that's Monday to Friday, six till ten a.m. right here on TFM Webster and Claire. We care. Does that work? Is that is that cutting through yet clear as a catchphrase? Mm, I think you're the only person that's using it though. Uh, Well, let's get it trending. Webster and Claire, we care. (laughs) Wake up with Webster Podcast. The best bits of the week.